Welcome back to Rum and Cinema. Uh, we're here for a third time in a row. What the fuck is 2021? Huh? Someone's keeping their New Year's resolution up. Uh, as always, joined by Nate and Jake. Jake, Nate, how are you guys? Doing well, doing well. It's good. I'm here with Nate, a sexy intro line. Oh, there it is. All right. <clears throat> Callback. If you didn't listen to the last episode, just listen to the last 12 seconds, and you'll get that joke. Listen to the whole thing, though. It's a good one. That one felt good. I think it was. Or don't yeah. listen to it, because it'll set the bar too high for this one. Yeah, this one might be weird, because I'm thinking of ending things is what we're talking oh about. Oh, my God. If you, ha- if you haven't seen it on Netflix yet, take a look, and then take about three weeks to read about it, and then come back and listen to this episode. <laughs> and you'll see if we uh, think the way you think. And if you uh, watched it the talk- first time, and you were 100% on board and didn't read anything, uh, you need more hobbies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the message of the movie. Uh, so take, you are take, the janitor. take to heart. You are the janitor. <laughs> if you get that and you've watched it once, fuck you. <clears throat> we'll also talk about uh, best video game movie. Um, an actor that's universally heralded that you don't like. And we will cast the Trump 2020 movie, but we'll gender swap all the roles. So... Obviously, Rudy will, Rudy Giuliani will be played by Kate McKinnon because I mean that's a shoe in. <laughs> I mean, um, I tried to put someone else, but we all know where it's going. Yeah, and Rosie O'Donnell's going to be Trump. Mm. That just will be the first answer. Hear me out. Unless you put Kathy Bates, that might be the only one I would <laughs> change my mind for. All right, let's not let's not spoil the whole cast. I was I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I got I got a follow up for that, but I'll hold it in. But it's just going to get me right. yelled at later, so. I can't if, wait. if you say Bruce Willis, goddamn Luis Guzman or Bruce Willis, I will end the podcast. I I a hundred percent will defend Luis Guzman in that role. Hard, harder than I will defend Bruce Willis in any role. We still except, just except need for the to. Oh yeah, we still just need to. We need a dead week so we can watch the Count of Monte Cristo and do that podcast. Yep, that's true. We do need, and that. then we'll either we... concede to Jake or not. Yeah, as soon as movie theaters open back up and streaming services get shit on, we will switch to <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo. But as soon as HBO quits putting new movies on, we will switch to that. Because this week, I think it's going to be the HBO movie. We'll see. We have a few choices to choose from. Should also um, talk about that new yeah. ad HBO is putting out uh, with like the 20 movies that they're releasing uh, simultaneously with theaters. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Uh, Dune? I, yeah, just watching watching it st- cycle through, you know, that that stereotypical like showing you four seconds at a time of each movie. But I kept going, oh, oh, what's that? Holy crap. They're making a Looney Tunes sequel. That's not my example uh, of a good one, but I am intrigued. <laughs> like you know, they got it, me. It, it must stick in your mind. if That's the first one that you recall. Yeah. The only one you mentioned was Looney Tunes. I mean, name a single other movie that Dude. has that visual of of like Bugs Bunny with a human. It's it's um, very distinctive. Space Jam? What? Um, oh, did Jam? I say Looney Tunes? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go back and edit that. I meant they're making Space Jam 2. Yeah, with yeah. LeBron. Yeah. The Which, GOAT. It's, it's very distinctive. That's all that yeah, that will be at. cool. That'll be interesting. Um, that might be another future cast we do. But we'll switch it out for like what other animated characters would you put in instead of yeah. Looney Tunes. That'd be good. Ed and Eddie. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. Ed Ed with one D would be a good center in basketball. I'm I don't even know He's which one's tall. which. The tall dumb one is Ed with one D. 
I don't know as, which as one is which or which position is one. which. <laughs> Nate's lost at a sport and cartoon level. Jake's <laughs> just lost at a cartoon level. So that's positive. This is why we do a, mo- a podcast about drinking and we just talk about movies. We're like, yeah, we're good with booze. We yeah. come up with different booze names every time, but fuck the rest of it. You know, it's you really say good. that, but I failed to come up with a drink for this one. This one's that's weird. The best I, don't, I, I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with a drink idea, but I couldn't come up with a drink that matched how I felt about this movie. PBR. Hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. All right. All right. We're all doing right. this podcast like I'm thinking of ending things. We're just jumping around to all the different <laughs> segments without any sense of structure. All right. Well, what do you want to start with, Nate? Do you want to talk about the movie? Do you want to talk about video game? Do you want to do uh, cast? after or future cast? Uh- <laughs> I'm not complaining. Uh, yeah, man. That's not my job to decide what we do. Fuck, I forgot. Yeah, that's me. <sighs> Let's do a video game movie. We'll do that first. That should be a short one. So Hitman 3 is coming out on console and PC. It looks amazing. People are giving it really high reviews. And I think there's an interesting discussion about where movies and cinema and storytelling is going. I think that a lot of people believe that video games, especially with the advancement in graphics, and availability and upcoming VR stuff could be the new place that great stories are told rather than movies and television. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to talk about what the best video game movie is, the adaptation. Uh, I cheated and I picked Hitman because I fucking love that movie. And that's why I thought of this because I was watching someone play Hitman 3 and I was like, fuck, I need to watch Hitman again. Um, but yeah, Hitman... The movie with I think Timothy Oliphant is so good. Like it blew me away how good it is, and I really enjoyed it. And what it, did you guys pick? If you pick the Super Mario live action movie, God damn with it. John Leguizamo, <laughs> I will appreciate it. But you'll be wrong. So we we actually talked about that a little bit before. Just how much it, I think it bears mentioning because not yeah. I don't it's, know not not as a good movie, but as a memorable one that's fun to watch. That's fair. Which I mean, really point of, doesn't that make it a good movie? Point oh, point of proof. Nostalgic. Uh, me and Jake were talking right before you came on, and the first thing we both said was the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> movie, and then it's the first thing that you said. So clearly, yeah, it has some resonance. I don't know if that's good though. It's like kind of like uh, no, it's it's not a good movie, movies. but it it has yeah. a good. You know, it's pretty prolific. Is all I'm saying. Like if you uh, puke on Fireball, and then like someone mentions booze, you like flashback to Fireball. <laughs> For my for my actual list, I had mm. I had three of them uh, that I'd like to mention. One of them is probably actually the like the best one on the list, and then the other two are just personal favorites. Uh, two of them are Final Fantasy movies. Uh, that's oh. that's clearly my bias. I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed Final Fantasy Advent Children. Uh, it's just like a an epilogue of the events of Final Fantasy VII. Really, are they animated? They're computer animated, so it's basically like the the game extended, right? Uh, yes, it was done like sense. okay. It was like years later, so you know the the graphics was a big step up. Yeah, but uh, more polygons. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the first one that I had on my list was Final Fantasy Spirits Within, and that one doesn't follow any of the games. It's just hmm. sort of set in the with the same world, but. The, I saw that one so long ago, and honestly, I don't even really remember what it's like. But I think that was like probably the first all CGI movie that I ever watched. Wow! So, huh. 
So I felt like that one bared mentioning for that. And again, I'd have to like double check with the dates and when that came out and everything, but I'm pretty sure for the time that was actually pretty impressive what they did with What was it called? Uh Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Spirits Within. Yeah, you get that nice edgy JRPG title. <laughs> <laughs> they know the audience. Uh two thousand one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of like around two thousand one, what were we seeing that was CGI? First, first feature length movie very close to that that brings vivid photorealism to computer generated human characters. Wow, that's cool. Shrek is 2001. I just want to give myself a high five for that. (laughs) That's the well done, the one bit of movie trivia that you've committed to memory. Yeah, I'll never forget. 2001, it's a good year. (laughs) Shrek's year, Shrek 9 11, Shrek, you know, (laughs) just goes hand in hand. But then the the last movie, then that that I actually choose. Is Detective Pikachu. Oh, fuck. Nah, I knew yeah, I should have spoken up. God damn it. <laughs> so, oh, that's so good. Yeah, that movie was like legitimately good. It was like really If you want to hear us talk about it for an hour, go in our backlog and there is a Detective Pikachu episode. Go on, please continue. I, I You know, I don't have like anything further to say on that other than it's just, it's it probably so the best, you know, I don't know. It's the audience is everyone. Which is weird because yeah. I feel like a lot of people aren't going to go see it because it was super weird. Even the gaming nerds that I know were like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Because people think video game movies are bad. I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're not it's, usually wrong, but it's, I'm just yeah. saying, it's, it's, it's a bias that needs to be overcome before anyone tries to make another one. Like, um, I feel like Resident Evil did a good job of making video game movies. I recently. And that's I, about it. I heard an argument from someone about why video games don't make good movies, uh, and that person was familiar with Resident Evil, the video games as well, and he said it's pretty much a, it's also a pretty big disappointment if you're familiar with the games. Really? Uh, yeah, I, and I think I bought his argument that uh, what you were saying at the beginning, Ben, about uh, video games being the next way to tell uh, a big story is I, I think that's pretty true. Uh, most of the most memorable experience, like story experiences I can think of, uh, of last year were video games, but yeah. it's, he basically had an argument that the, the structure of the story is very different from a movie because it's interactive and you're making decisions and sure. it does not translate well into a movie. Mm. Uh, I think yeah. Detective Pikachu got away from that by not being about the plot of a video game. It's just a movie yeah. set in the Pokemon universe. Uh, which I think is really helpful. Uh, Super Mario Brothers also not about a video, the video game in any way, shape, or form, but in the weirdest possible way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, well, and cause I, I 100% agree that, you know, like a lot of the just best stories that I've experienced in the past, I, I, honestly, throughout like my life, a lot of the best stories have been from video games, but most of them are, you know, like one that comes to mind right away is, is uh, Nier Automata. And that that's one of the best stories that I've experienced, but you can't really make that into a movie because it's what a 70, 80 hour video game. Right. Is it the same argument for like why the book is better or do you think it's a whole different issue? I, I think it's similar. I, I, cause I don't think it's entirely just that, Oh, you need more time to, you know, cause when you're, when you're playing the game one, you, you spend more time on it. And also, like, you can, like, as you explore the world, you know, you 
to find out things about it just through exploration, which I think is different than just being shown mm. things like in a movie. Yeah, that's very true. Well, yeah, yeah like it's it, there. There's some things in common and some things different. I think the time thing is a little consistent between books and video games. Both you 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 can spend more time in 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 places. Uh, you right. don't. Uh, it's basically like the the economy of storytelling in movies is really really tight. Like you're on a shoestring budget. Everything you show has to be important. And that's not true for books or video games. I'd say video games are even better about it. Honestly, like. Because the user can choose to skip it, whereas the, a book you mm. can't choose to skip. So the yeah. user can, if they're interested, they get to direct their interest. And if they're interested, they could spend, you know, hours and hours in a completely irrelevant part just enjoying the scenery. Uh, in a book, you, you, can, you can spend more time, but you do have to move on eventually. Yeah. Uh, and and you can like come and go as you please right like yeah, a movie that, that if i nice leave too. during a movie i feel bad i'm like oh man i'm gonna miss something i need to pause it or whatever yeah yeah like you can you can say i'm done with this video game for a while so maybe maybe the good thing about video games and books is your attention is not up to like your attention being kept isn't up to the video game or the book because you can put it down and come yeah. back to it Whereas a movie has to keep your attention the whole time. Like you were saying, it has to be relevant for the whole time you're watching it. Because yeah. it's so easy to be like, I'm out, Netflix, what's next? Yeah, I, I think there's also like a the opportunity for deeper connection with the characters. Because you're, mm. you're playing as them or you're playing as somebody exper- you know, interacting with them. And then right. that, that combined with just generally the longer you know, playtime of a game versus a movie, I think by the end you feel a lot more connected to characters in a video game than you would just by watching a movie. Yeah. Way more personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know the name of the character in Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I don't either. Pikachu. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know the names of any of the human characters. (laughs) No, I don't either. Probably like, I feel like a J. Right. As soon as you said that, I'm like, I have no idea. I honestly, if you showed me, Two Probably not. Of, if you showed me two pictures of white guys, I couldn't tell you which one was the detective. <laughs> well, it was Will. It was Will Smith's kid. That's probably why it would. Be. <laughs> <laughs> two pictures of white guys. I was like, yeah. What are you like, talking? I about? hope you can't tell which one the detective is. <laughs> oh wait, are you talking about Ryan? You oh, mean the, the, the dad? Band? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the dad. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! Spoilers for Detective Pikachu. Hey, whoa, look out! Uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, that's the really? biggest reveal of 2019 was Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Well, why why didn't they warn us about 2020? <laughs> yeah, what a great detective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. So let's go to the next one. We're going to shit on an actor um, or actress, whatever you prefer. Uh, so I saw this on Reddit, I think. It was like, who is someone that's universally loved in Hollywood, but you can't fucking stand? And I I didn't see anyone answer Tom Hanks, which I thought was like, the the hardest one to defend but i want to know if you guys have an actor or actress that you see them and you're like oh and most people are like oh heck yeah that'll be good and it doesn't have to be about their like personal life like kevin spacey right like when you worry about that or like fucking the, anyone else like that the first one that came to mind for me i don't know if it counts because i don't think she's really like universally liked but i can't stand melissa mccarthy oh i think she's pretty well liked Oh, yeah. I can't stand her. She has she has one like role that she can play, and that's it. 
Just very I one note. I don't know if I've said this in previous podcasts if this has come up, but take another look. Uh, I I used to agree with you. She's she's broadening her horizons. Is she? I've I've liked a couple things oh, she's come out with recently. That movie about the writer that lied. Yeah. That like um that one was so good and she was amazing in it. Yeah. If you can find that one, that is worth the time. Interesting. Yeah, because because honestly, I've kind of, I can't think of the last thing I saw her in, and I've had that like idea of her forever. Is like that's all she can play is you know like in this this you know gag humor and oh I've fallen <laughs> I can't get up and I'm the girl that farts. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the heat and the heat has some physical comedy, uh, but. This is also going to really tank my argument uh, for what I'm about to say. But the heat, the heat, she's pretty good in that. Uh, there, there's physical comedy, but she's not playing the same character. And uh, the the movie that Ben is talking about. Can you ever forgive me? Yeah, the, that, that, that's, that's pretty good. That one's really solid. I like that a yeah. lot. I was surprised. Also, it's, it's weird because my favorite role of Melissa McCarthy is in Gilmore Girls. We, hmm. She did before any of that. Uh, and it's not like that character at all. Uh, she's really good in Gilmore Girls, and if you haven't watched that, you should also watch that. Yeah, despite uh, Nate's voice, he is a high school girl, so that explains <laughs> Gilmore Girls' love. I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, I'm also going to make another recommendation uh, this week that will further cement that. Uh, but my, I have a few answers for this actor, and oh hell yeah, one of them is Sandra Bullock, who co-starred with Melissa McCarthy in The Heat. I don't dislike her as a person. I can't think of a movie that I like her in. I don't know anything about her as a person. Uh, I think so. I liked her in that. I I don't know. I think think she's just so boring and flat in every role she plays. Miss Congeniality. Well, she's not congenial to Nate. So he would hard pass that option. And okay, Sandra and, Bullock's interesting. And it specifically came out because I searched most well-liked actors, and she <laughs> was the top female. She was the top actress listed as yeah. most liked in Hollywood, and I don't understand that. Maybe I she's a great person. Thing. Maybe she's an <laughs> amazing person. I don't know. I have no opinion Everybody on that. Everybody loves her for her personality, and you're like, well, she's kind of a flat actress. Yeah. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't reel me in. I did the exact same thing, Nate. I Googled, like, best actors and i was like which one of these doesn't fit and one of them just kept standing out every list i looked at who else do you have other than sandra bullock miss congeniality so this is not quite the same but i felt like i wanted to bring it up uh betty white is universally loved and i think that's justified but i have never seen her actually be in anything you haven't watched golden girls no i didn't i i'm a teenager not an 80 year old woman (laughs) I I've never seen Betty White actually be in something. I just know her as Betty White. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do love her, but I I can't think of anything. Uh, she had a somewhat recurring role on Bones as oh. a budding forensic anthropologist that was trying to get into the field. Uh, Apparently, I didn't get that far years. into Bones. At eighty, she was trying to get into the field. Yes, yep. I, mean, and I know was... the I know the ads tell you you can go to college whenever you want, but fucking calm down. It, it, you know, she did a good job, and it was funny because she was like really good because she was you know super smart and just decided to switch careers at whatever age after being accomplished as whatever else she did. Damn. But curious. Sh- shout outs to Bones. Yeah, dude, I stopped watching after like three seasons, I think. So apparently, I missed this, and it makes me want to go back a little bit. Just put it on the background. You'll be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Get through it quick. Uh, also, for the record, you're 80 year old and you go to college. They can't collect your student loan debts if you're dead. So maybe that's the best time <laughs> to go. Oh, yeah. There you go. America. Yeah. <laughs> My final entry is Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, wow. He was, oh, he was also on the list tired. of people love. And I used to love him, but now every time I see Bruce Willis on a movie poster, <laughs> I sigh a sigh of annoyance. He doesn't deserve that. You direct that ire towards me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't direct it towards you. I understand your fascination. But when I see a movie with Bruce Willis, I'm like, well, this is going to be sub okay. Did Split start that for you? Was that the start of that? Like, wait, was it Split? No. No, I was before Glass. that. Glass. I'm pulling. Yeah. What? How can you watch any of those movies from that? Die Hard? Series. I have never seen a Die Hard what (laughs) you're i know that fifth element's there for you but you are the single most frustrating person i can think of right now no you had to watch you had to watch the prestige and the wizard of oz just to do a pass cast like that's where we're at (laughs) this is perfect though this is honestly like we have every level of movie knowledge represented in this podcast i'm not talking about his not watching it. i'm talking about his not watching it and the bruce willis thing he you know what he has he has one movie that he saw louise guzman in he's like he's the best actor of all time he has one movie he saw bruce willis in that dude's fucking badass if you can show jake one movie where you're good as an actor he'll be with you forever hey if you can name another louise guzman movie i'll watch it community (laughs) the show I've seen that. That's not a movie. Um, Plus, he plays himself. That doesn't count. Just like Betty White. Because I've seen her (laughs) doing cameo appearances of herself, but I agree that I haven't actually seen her in anything. Oh, who's in Boogie Nights? You can see Luis Guzman and Mark Wahlberg's dick. Oh, yeah. Ah, there we go. I pulled up IMDb for Bruce Willis to look like at where I started to get annoyed. And I just uh-huh. noticed that the the top movie right now coming out this year is called Out of Death, and that might be the perfect role for Bruce Willis. <laughs> Look, that one I, might be good. I bet I bet you're impressed going through his his resume here. His his I'm expansive back, filmography. I'm back to 2012, and I still haven't seen anything that I've watched yet. So wow. Except for Glass. Hate. Except for Glass. Because yeah, right. we had to. Okay. Have like you six cents? Have you guys seen Breach? I said no. I'm back to 2015, not oh. like 1998. Uh, <laughs> have you seen Breach? Die no. Hard is back. Oh, wait, no. that's a short. Hard yeah, Kill. That's that Hard Kill. That... No. <laughs> Survive the Night. These are all no. movies that came out last year, so don't talk to me. You don't okay, want to see them how, either. How many movies came out last year have you seen? Yeah, like one. Detective Pikachu. Hard Mode that weren't featured on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Well, they didn't even get a streaming release, is all I'm saying. They apparently came Damn. out. You can buy them on Amazon, that's it. Yeah. Most of the most recent stuff, like, from, is, like, the various Expendables movies, which I have not seen one of oh. those either. Me neither. They seem like Fast and the Furious for old people. Yeah. I'm still Wait, what is the latest Expendables movie? Because those are actually, Three? like, decent, Too right? Expendable, Too Furious. I Expendables Tokyo Drift, I'm pretty sure is the most recent one. Yeah. Alright, well while Nate's going through Bruce Willis, I'm gonna give you mine. <clears throat> I Googled top actors 
over and over and over. And this person's name kept coming up. And I was like, no, that doesn't make it. Like, you're alongside Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I can't do this. Johnny Depp. What? Every time I see Johnny Depp in something, I'm like, this is, he's just going to be weird. And I hate that. I'm so annoyed. He's the same thing every I time. Know. Or he's like a bad caricature of some mob guy. Mm. Those are Johnny Depp's notes. He plays weird characters, but there's differences in those weird characters. Like they're so like the thing that unifies them is that they're weird. Yeah. But I would I think he just hung out with Tim Burton too much when he was younger. And he just got kind of warped and I don't know. He seems He seems I, like I, someone I wouldn't want to be around. I do want to know who the first mover is in that, uh, Tim Burton or Johnny Depp. Like, which one influenced the other one to get weirder? But <laughs> I, I don't agree with you about disliking his roles, but I do agree with you that I don't think I'd want to spend time with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, just looking at a picture of him, uh, like, in a, wearing 30 bracelets and a giant <laughs> scarf, I don't think I want to hang out with Johnny Depp. He looks like he, you know, like when you're at uh, H&M and they have like that big area around the checkout line. He mm -hmm. looks like he fell into that and he just bought everything that landed on him. <laughs> For the record, discounting Fantastic Beasts, uh, which is terrible. And that's not yeah. his fault, though. He did contribute with his Grindelwald. Uh -huh. I assume he got to pick some of that makeup himself. Uh, yeah. It looks like Johnny Depp. But discounting that, the last thing I saw him on that I really liked him in was murder on the Orient express. And he's not a weird character and he's really good. I didn't see that one. Yeah. He's like, he's just a, yeah. Uh, he's just a detective. Uh, I think not by like the third the pirates guys. movie, I just got sick of him. I'm trying to yeah, think of that. When I mean, the but pirates that was movies over a decade bad. ago. And yeah. It, that's when I started they, to be like, they nah. never got bad per se, but it's just like, all right. The first one was sick. The second one was like, all right, I want to see this because the first one was sick, but it was clearly yeah. worse. And I'm trying to remember if the third one was any good, but the fact that I can't even remember it. Was he even in the third one? I The third one is the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie I'll watch. At World's End, it's it's pretty decent. It's, it's, that's yeah. about as much as I can justify it. It gets, it's where it gets really fantastical, uh, and it's, it's okay. Uh, it's got, like, it's the one where, like, actual Davy Jones pops up and is like, oh. I'm gonna mess shit up now. And Calypso. Right. Uh, and Johnny Depp, right. my, probably my favorite part is him getting, like, stranded on the, in the upside down world. I don't oh. know what it's actually called, but, like, he gets in this weird parallel reality, and it's, he does, uh, it's just Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp. It's, it's pretty good. See, the so, fact that you said that makes me hate it. So what it's is, it's just Johnny Depp being what Johnny is Depp. Dead like, oh no <laughs> what is Dead Men Tell No Tales, then? Is that the fourth one? Is that not the first one? No, it came out in 2017. Oh, that must be the most oh. recent. Yeah, they, they've started releasing it without like any of the main characters. Yeah. I think we're on like five <laughs> has or six. Johnny Depp and no one else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who needs a paycheck? Johnny fucking Depp. All right. Well, does everybody feel good about their actors? Wait, hold on. Johnny Depp was in The Art of the Deal, the movie. I just saw that and I was about to bring it up. I apparently, we're late on the Donald Trump movie train. No. Well, yeah, of course we are. Home Alone 2 is already out. Oh my god. And yeah, in 2016 they did a, a satirical movie on the art of the deal and Johnny Depp played Donald Trump. And he didn't fact, get reelected. Thank god he played him. The fact that it was 2016 makes me feel like that's a hastily slapped together uh, yeah. response to Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump's election that was not... Did Oliver Stone write it or direct it? I 
I want the over under on the Rotten Tomato score of Donald Trump, The Art of the Deal, the movie, right now, half. live. Four and a half. I have already looked. What is it? Art of the Deal. So you're saying one half, like four half, half of a percent? Four and a half on I. I four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Oh, sorry, on IMDb, so forty five. No, sorry, rot- Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. Forty five. Yeah. All right. Uh, ooh, forty six percent. Oh. Ooh, that's pretty good. I'm Hell shocked. yeah, dude. And also, Johnny Depp is playing Donald Trump? Yeah. Why not? Sure. He can do anything. He's so weird. Oh my god. <laughs> the, screen, the screenshot of the movie looks pretty funny. Who wrote it? Uh, what does it say there? Joe Randazzo. Who directed it? Jeremy Connor. That's nobody I've heard of. I'm I'm really shocked. I was I was gonna put it I was gonna call over yours, but I thought it was like ten percent <laughs> at, at best. Anyways. Wait, was it a TV series? No. Is it a movie? No, okay. I just saw the wrong thing. Oh, it was a TV movie. Oh. Even better. What that <laughs> didn't get a that didn't get a theatrical <laughs> release. No wonder. <laughs> yeah, they released everything in twenty sixteen. What the fuck was that? Just a quick note here. This is Ben. Hi. Uh, we think that this movie is going to be one that you want to watch before you listen to us talk about it. We talk about a lot of spoilers and a lot of thoughts that we don't want to put into your head while you're watching it for the first time. So if you do want to watch this movie, take a look before you listen to the rest of this podcast. Thanks. Dean, what was that? Okay. Um... Uh, okay, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman. So it's weird. He did. Yeah. Um, he did Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Synecdoche, New York. Um, being John Malkovich. That one. Yep, being John Malkovich, and he did one that came out last two years ago, Anna Maliza or something like that. Being John Malkovich is my first memory of a movie that I watched from beginning to end, and at the end I was like, that was not good. <laughs> it's a that weird a, one that is quite a review but yeah i can't remember how old i was when i watched it but i remember it i remember it being like critically acclaimed and i watched it and i'm like that was just weird and yeah. now now looking back i'm like i probably didn't get it but maybe that's being generous <laughs> yeah um speaking of not getting it let's talk about i'm thinking of ending things yes i will uh, the first thing i'll say is unashamedly i watched this movie i was largely confused and as the credits started rolling i googled this movie just wanted to, 100 throw that out there and i had four wikipedia tabs by the time the movie was over yeah and i had i had multiple theories throughout the movie um yep. at times i even like you know like the, the, you know the, the actual intent of the movie it the idea of it crossed my mind a couple times but never anywhere close to strong you know just a passing thought like oh maybe it's this or you know yeah never i i never once like actually thought that uh you know there's a very sixth sense situation going on (laughs) yeah I, i had a similar experience i i ended the movie confused I was completely on board until they entered the high school. I was like oh. really enjoying myself. Uh, 
I was trying to come up with theories. Like I, I kind of, I didn't know what the movie was about going into it. We'd only seen the trailer, but I was anticipating something like this, like, uh, not so much what it's going to be about, but that it's going to be, you know, a lot like trying to figure out what's going on and try to piece together what's happening. Uh, I was extremely confused once they entered the high school and I'm a little annoyed, honestly, after reading about the movie a little bit that the main issue is that I didn't understand some references Uh, (laughs) because once I heard those, all I, as soon as I heard those references, like, okay, actually a lot of this makes a lot more sense to me and it's more enjoyable. But uh, if you are listening to this and you haven't, watched i'm thinking of any things and you want the full experience apparently you need to go watch the musical oklahoma first yep and uh, a beautiful mind and a beautiful mind you you just <laughs> have to you have to have already seen those and be able to recognize them immediately or the read movie. some poems and essays about weird people well that part i i was more okay with like th- yeah. that's what kept me on board like when she's reciting the first poem, I do not know. I didn't know that was a reference. I didn't get it. Even when they showed that it was in a book, I didn't realize that was a real book. Right. Uh, right. I just, but the, but the poem was still really good. And it was, I think it's one of the most memorable parts of the movie to me is when she's doing that poem. And if you really just sit in it, it starts to get really intense. And then the mm-hmm. final part of the poem, they like go in on her face and she's looking right at you. My so immediate good. thoughts were like, this is haunting, and also, if I was high, I would actually quit right now. I would stop. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. Yeah. It's like the moment in Hereditary. Have you guys all seen Hereditary? No, yeah. that's on my okay. short list. All right. Um, there's a moment in the first 30 minutes of Hereditary where something like that happens, and you're like, oh, and if you're high, you'd back the fuck out immediately. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I can picture you, mm-hmm. your face in particular, Ben. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed that, uh, and the entire thing in the house, I didn't feel like I was, I knew I was missing some references, but I didn't feel like I was missing out on it. All the way right. to the high school, like, when she does the uh, quote, when she's just doing the impression of the the, uh, the reviewer, the critic, mm-hmm. I had no idea that that was a real thing either, but I was, like, just entranced by the performance and just the weirdness of it all. I was yeah. really just enjoying myself, even though I didn't get it. And then as soon as you cut to the like the high school, hard cut, still really interesting now that I know what's going on, but you have to know or it's mm-hmm. weird. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it just becomes surreal at that point. And you're yeah. you're watching it and you're still interested uh, because it's but because it's bizarre. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I think surreal sums up everything after they go into the high school uh, pretty yeah. well. If you're, you know, not aware of all the references even if you are honestly it's still you know like just because you get what they're referencing it's still strange i, I, I think the, that's a yeah go ahead. oh oh I, I was gonna say i think that's a strength uh like i think that's on purpose that the surrealness of the movie amps up over time and the the references get more direct and literal uh or at least they do for me maybe if you are again uh the main character of this movie's level of like media consumption, savantism, that you have everything memorized, you're recognizing the references from the beginning. But for my experience, I wasn't recognizing the references. So I didn't realize that's what was happening at first. And it gets more obvious that it's like directly influenced by media and it gets more surreal. 
And I took that like to be his degrading mental state. Like mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more, he's becoming more disassociated from reality. So I thought that was on purpose and a, a good move, but you have to know the references or it's kind of weird. So I think this movie does a good job of making a question the, the, the narrator, the, the person giving you the story. Mm. Um, before you read about the movie, who did you think the point of view of this story was told from? And it could have changed. Like mine, I thought it changed at one point. I was watching the movie and I knew, oh, okay, this is someone else's point of view. Um, before mm. you read anything, whose point of view did you think this movie came from? And if you've already read it and you like forgot, that's fine. But um, if you answer, just tell me if it was before you read it or after you read it, you figured this out. You mean like just as I was watching it, who did I think? Yeah, who did you think the protagonist's point of view was? Uh, let's see. While I was watching it, I'd say for the first, almost right up until the very end, I would have thought, it, I can't remember her name. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, which, 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 Louisa, which also, Louise. yes, which also changed, yeah, yeah throughout it. But Yeah, yeah uh, she's literally cast as uh, the, the young woman in the, okay. the credits. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I thought it was her point of view for almost the entirety of it. Um, uh, like I said, while I was watching it, I, I was coming up with a couple of different theories. But one of the first things, one, they, they brought it up in the trailer because I watched the trailer before, like literally immediately before I started the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first things that they say in the trailer is that uh, she is a quantum physicist. And then they also mentioned that early on into the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And so I started this movie and then when, as weird things started to happen, I, I was very stuck on, oh, there's, there's some, you know, some quantum bullshit going on here. <laughs> and, yeah. and so for a long time, that's, uh, that's sort of where I was stuck. I was trying to like make it work with that. Um, but then ab- about the time they got into the high school, oh, because I, I, I figured out who the janitor was too. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think at was that it when point, she opened the washing machine? Uh, no, it was my first clue to that was when uh, I think it was it was like when they were still having dinner or something, and and, uh, and he said that he he still he sees those kids all the time or something. Yep, in the car. Yeah, when they hear Oklahoma, the song come on. Yeah, and he's like going off, and he's talking about yeah, I still see the kids every once in a while. I was like, he's the janitor. Yeah. Yeah. But. But then I did, it, it's weird because like I I I knew he was the janitor then, but it it still didn't click for me, like the the whole the whole the whole story didn't click for me. I'm just like okay, so he's the janitor. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought it was from the young woman's point of view until the Jake pointed out she was drunk on wine. Mm. That when they're driving home, I think it's post getting ice cream. Or right before they get ice cream. Yeah, it was right before. We're talking about how drunk she was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so this whole thing isn't from her point of view. Because my original thought was, it's from her point of view of someone who wants to break up with somebody. And while she's meeting the parents, she's going through what a life with him would be like while they're in the house. So she's fast forwarding through his life to see who, who he is as a person. And there was some good of him taking care of his mom. There was some bad of him like freaking out at the dinner table. Like she was trying to like fight with herself about, is this a good person? Should I stay with them? Is this worth my time? Like she was debating that ending things part. And then they were in the car and they talked about how she was drunk and he was like explaining what she was actually doing. I was like, Oh shit, this is from his point of view. He is imagining what she was going through in the house and what 
all the experiences with the women were like with him and his parents in that house. This was all things that actually happened to him, but it's a different girl each time. That's why her name changed. That's why it was like, that's where I eventually caught up with the idea that it's him experiencing his love life mm. in a, in a hole as that house. Um, I actually, and then, yeah, go ahead. I have two things. Uh, first off, I like that. I'm pretty sure all three of us have completely different takes. I didn't even think of, of either of the things that you guys theorized. And I have a, I had a different theory and I'm pretty all right. sure all three of us are wrong. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And yeah, based on what I read, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if we even still currently agree on what we think happened. Uh, I'm from, from hearing some things you guys have said, I'm not sure that we currently agree what, what the movie okay. is about, uh, well, but I think it's a mark of a really interesting, like, yeah. cause I, I think what you just said, Ben is like a really interesting way, thing that the movie could be about, like her experiencing that. I don't think that's what it is about, but I think it right. makes complete sense in the house. And what Jake right. said, like, obviously that's completely believable as well. Uh, like, if it was a sci-fi movie, that's what it would be. And I think it was a perfectly reasonable explanation for a lot of it, uh, you know, in a sci-fi context. So what I think it's really interesting that there's so many different... It's, so the, I, I don't think it's right anymore, but the whole time uh, through the house, I thought that she was, like... I thought the movie was from the young woman's perspective. I did and still do. Uh, and I thought that she was a memory in his head experiencing herself like mm. being I thought that that that's why all the inconsistencies were what what oh. you mentioned of him uh having all these different uh women experiences I took that as him remembering his uh like his him remembering a girlfriend and him not being clear on the details mm. of like when that what that happened that visit like was when she visited that I thought that that young woman was a real person that he had dated in his life and he couldn't remember which visit it was. And he was, so details were changing. Like it could have been the time when he visited when his parents were old or when they were young, what she was wearing kept changing. I took that to mean like to be him just not remembering it correctly. Mm -hmm. And, but the protagonist perspective of the young woman was her in his mind being remembered and things just kept changing and like how disorienting that would be. So, I think he died at the end of the movie in the truck. And I think it's because he has dementia like his dad. Um, and that would mm. go along very well with what you are talking about. I think what we experienced is his last moments alive. This is what went through his head as mm. he was dying. Like his life like that's why he kept seeing. Yeah, that's why he kept seeing the snow come in. Like maybe he opened the window and he saw the mm. snow come in through the basement yeah. or whatever. Mm. Um, and his dementia from his dad would explain all of the inconsistencies. Like you can't trust your memory. You repeat things over and over in your story. Um, that's where I got. And he ended up, you know, naked in the high school. Maybe that's where he died was naked mm -hmm. in the high school. Um, but yeah, yeah I, was... I, I think that ending is, is, is correct. Uh, what I was getting, I, I think that is what's happening. Like his life's flashing before his eyes from, from what I read, uh, I, I just all I read was like one interview with with Kaufman talking about the movie, but the impression I got was that he didn't actually uh, like date any of those women. Uh, she was just uh, like a model of a person constructed from all the media that he consumed. I took it as being oh. like he was really withdrawn, and all he did was watch movies and consume media and memorize it, 
and he constructed this fantasy uh, woman by composing all these different pieces together of things he had seen, like from romantic comedies or pe- people he admired, like the critic, etc. Uh, and I think the biggest evidence for it that they pointed out was at the end when she confronts the janitor as himself, the old man, and she has a pleasant interaction with him and he kind of hugs her and lets her go. That was him like coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to have that life. Wow. I love that. And they, yeah. they also pointed out that the, the sings, one of the songs he sings at the end is about how he just wants a woman to love uh, and like how that doesn't happen. It goes, it, that's exactly like where I ended up, like after I finished the movie and then I started reading about it. Uh, that's, that's where I ended up on too, is I think pretty much through the whole movie, it's, it all takes place in his mind as he's, in, you know, like maybe he actually cleans up the school and then goes out to his truck where he, you know, loses his mind via dementia and then, you know, freezes to death. And then, you know, when you, he does that thing where you strip off the clothes and yeah because uh, he gets hypothermia yeah yeah so so i i think it, you know it all actually took place in his mind in that very short time frame and and yeah i, I sort of agree with that where she's she never existed at all uh, she's just him imagining you know like fantasizing about this life that could have been and that yeah. the, the, uh with the visit the time keeps skipping around because he's not sure where to put her like he's not sure when he mm-hmm. wanted her to come over and visit at what state you know yeah. so that's why that keeps changing and like there was never a good time for her to come over it always well, ended up bad every single one except for like one or two ended up bad and and then because a lot of the things like uh like going down to the basement he didn't want her to do that because that you know that's where she found the the janitor outfit that revealed who he was so yeah. uh, so a bunch of things that you know, that he, like, tried to, you know, keep her away from. It was all things that revealed who he actually was, and he was trying to reject that at first. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, uh... I also wonder if... Shoot, I had something. It'll come back. Forgot. I was also thinking about... Oh, uh, I came up with it again. Go ahead. I'll remember all right. Uh, the th- one thing that that hadn't clicked for me uh, while we were talking about this was how off the mother was. Yeah. Uh, which is it, it, one thing that like doesn't fit in with that theory of his life flashing before his eyes. But it just clicked for me that I, I kind of am interpreting it as him having kind of a contentious relationship with his mom, like being embarrassed about that, and like that's how she acted but it was like a heightened version of her like Mm. he is he's cringing thinking about how she behaved and how she would embarrass him if he brought brought someone over and you know because it's in his head it's it's being heightened uh it made me think of because the basement we we were talking about how the basement also looked incredibly scary at first and that's to me it was like heightened in his mind uh from what his memories like your mind elevates things focuses on on details like the more you focus on something the stronger it becomes and since it's all happening in his head that actually has an effect on what it's really like for the protagonist wow i like that i was gonna say that um every time that she tries to bring up something tough for him to deal with 
Jake immediately says something that like changes the subject. Like she's talking about something in the living room and it's getting tough and he just cuts her off mid sentence and goes, Oh, they're coming down. Like yeah. it's him getting his mind off of those like negative thoughts. It's just oh, like, yeah. a cool interaction, like a cool way to show your brain fighting with itself to like forget about those bad things in your life. Or I really like hard that. questions of yourself. Yeah. I really like that because it both fits in with the theory and was when you're watching it, for me, it was one of the most unsettling uh, parts in the movie when you're still in the psychological thriller part of the movie. It mm. is when he does that every single time, like I think we jumped on the couch and we're like, what is happening? Like it makes yeah. it seem like she's kind of a prisoner yeah. Uh, because yeah, she, as a character, she's pointing stuff out. She's like pointing out inconsistencies or she's pointing out that like why this doesn't make sense. And he's just changing the subject to keep her trapped there mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. And then he stops, right? That was the janitor letting her go was he had this moment with her. He tried to make it work, tried to make it work. He knew it wasn't going to work. So he had to let her go. Mm -hmm. And that was the start of the end of the good parts of the movie. <laughs> if you didn't know Oklahoma or I was going to say the, the whole ballet scene completely threw me. And then when I found out that in Oklahoma, it is a part of the musical where they have a like stage fight over a woman and thinking back to it. And it's a it's a like interpretive him and an interpretive janitor fighting over her to let her go. I'm now 100 percent back on board. Yeah, yeah, but sure. while watching it, I will say I was totally I was like, what is happening right now? I think if we all watch this again tomorrow, we'd like this movie a lot more. Like after having I mean, I still still yeah, giving I, it a high rating. I, I, I agree. I just, if you would have asked me after immediately after I watched it, I would have said it was good. It was like, a you know, it was solid, you know. But again, immediately after I watched it, I I looked a lot of stuff up. And then uh, and once I realized all this stuff, I'm like, OK, yeah, this movie's pretty sick. So is this one of the few movies you should listen to this podcast and then watch the movie? Because no. I don't think there's any spoilers. I no, think there's think so. a ton of spoilers. I think we spoiled okay. the entire plot. Yeah, I, I, I would I have enjoyed the movie less if I would have if I would have listened to this first. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. I think it's. Yeah, I would yeah. like a recommendation to watch Oklahoma and the Beautiful yeah. Mind. Yeah, uh, or the I'll put scene that in the at description least. of the podcast. I'll put yeah, watch the Oklahoma, watch the Beautiful Mind, then watch the movie, then listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the correct order. I, yeah. I think this is one of the movies where if you know if you know it going in, it's not going to be as enjoyable because you're you're gonna miss out on the whole like thriller aspect of it for the first Absolutely. Like, oh, which is yeah, the first two thirds of the movie. Drain the tension. Yeah. That's yeah. totally true. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and so just because the ending will click a little more for you. Uh but I I think that's part of the experience of this movie is going through it, trying to figure out what's going on, not guessing it correctly because all three of us were wrong and all three of us had different ideas mm -hmm. and then and then finding out at like after the movie that's still part of the movie is finding out what it was and then going back and being like oh yeah if we didn't have to do this podcast on this episode or on this movie would you have still googled everything you googled when you watched that movie yes i did so i i didn't google anything during the movie um yeah. but immediately afterwards i was like i have to know what was going on there because I, you know, it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. My original intention, I probably would have, cause I probably still wouldn't have gotten it. My original intention was to watch the movie again before this podcast, but I ran out of time. So then earlier today I, I read that, that article, my intention was to watch the movie again. And I, then I, I assume I still would have been confused and I would have then read the article. 
So yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I think that's a good sign of a movie is that it gets you interested enough to find out more. Um, like there's some movies that can be confusing and then just turn you off completely and you're like, I never want to experience anything about that again. But mm-hmm. this one I think did a good job of that. I think Mank did a pretty good job of that too. Like it made you more interested in the topic than like defeated by not knowing enough about it. Mm. Not as good as this movie though. I think Mank was like a mid movie at best. Whereas this one I feel like is, you know, seven out of ten. Yeah, I, I think I think Mank was I, I honestly take it as more of a fun ride that you also mm. wish you had the references for. Um but I, I yeah, I took it more as like a fun thing to watch, a fun ride. We we talked about how it was fun to enjoy the the snappy writing and stuff, even if you don't get all that. Yeah. Uh, but this this is like a little more. It's it's like a puzzle making you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I I think watching this movie, especially honestly through the end, it's it's like a puzzle, and it's fun to try and figure it out. And I don't know if I ever would have figured it out. You know, I suppose if I watched it enough times, you know. And and through discussing it with other like eventually it would click, mm. but uh, I I feel I feel very satisfied. You know I had fun trying to figure it out. I was I had an idea, my idea kept falling apart, and then by the end yeah. I'm like okay, you know at first I thought it was this, but it clearly wasn't, and I don't know what it was. But then once you find the answer, I think it's, it's I think it's a satisfying journey. Yeah, it does. So for a you, good and- job. Oh. I, I was gonna say it does a good job of like giving you just enough strings to pull. And, like, they're interesting and close enough that you want to keep pulling. Like, there's some movies that are, like, you don't know what's going on and you're just frustrated the whole time. And Mm -hmm. by the end, you're like, fuck this. I never want to deal with this. But this one was like, ooh, is it? Oh, nope. All right. Okay. And even now, we're still like, I'm not sure, but this is, like, all great ideas. And and it was cool, too, because along the way, I definitely figured out pieces of it. And that that kept me interested, too, because I'm like, oh, you know, so I know know he's the janitor, but, but what does this all mean, you know? Yeah, why? So there's cool different pieces of it. And like I, I know at one point, um, it was it was early on, shortly after they got to the house, but I was thinking that his parents were actually them, just older. Wow. I thought that at one point. Damn. And I'm like, yeah, because and then oh, what was the other weird thing? Yeah. Oh, when when she's looking at the photo hanging on the wall and she goes, Who mm. is that? And he goes, Oh, you can't tell that's me. And she's like, No, that's me. And still I'm not like, clear on that one. It definitely changed who was hanging. How does on the that wall. fit? Yeah, I did. I'm still not clear on how that fits into any of the theories, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got, I got nothing on that one. I just thought it was yeah. like a cool little. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Because when that happened, I was like, actually, because at that point, I was still thinking like maybe it was some sort of like weird quantum thing happening, and 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 so. And that's the thing too, because you know, if if you're watching the movie and and that's what your thought is that it's gonna be like, it's very easy to explain weird things like, oh, it's <laughs> it's, it's quantum physics. It's quantum, yeah, obviously, <laughs> everyone knows that's how it works. Yes. Anyone who's <laughs> been frustrated by Hollywood just giving you the story and like explaining everything to you, this is a like breath of fresh air for sure. Yeah, yes. I, I agree. absolutely no condescension at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, too far the other way, but I'm, I'd rather go that way than the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, how you, disappointed were you on a scale of 1 to 10 when she went into the basement and there wasn't any any Quantum Realm related material? You know, I wasn't Maybe the dishwasher was. Maybe all. the washing machine was a Quantum Realm and she was going into the future where the janitor was with that. Right. 
I because I think at the moment that she went down there, she saw the janitor's uniform, and because by then I already, I already pretty much assumed he was the janitor, and then mm. she she just left, and then I was expecting like maybe a more of a fight or something. and then I don't know the story just kept going on, so I don't think I was disappointed so much as like confused because I. It, the story builds like, okay, this is going to be a big pivotal point, a big pivotal moment. I think it and was. It, I mean... She, whacked, it, she went into the room with all the paintings, and you saw that all the paintings that she showed the parents were hanging up on that wall. So they're well, all referenced already. That's yeah, what's but, weird. It's, it's a pivotal but, moment for us as the audience, but not yeah. for in the story. It's not for yeah. her. Uh, well, and she loses all her identity at that point. That's a moment where I think it's like in a lucid dream where you look down and you see you have six fingers. That was her realizing she has six fingers at that moment. Mm. She looked at her phone and she didn't exist anymore. But the thing is, that's not the it's the most obvious time. But that was not the first nor even the second or probably even the third time where she, you know, it was just another clue. Fair. It, it, was, yeah. it was definitely the most obvious one at that point. But, it but was, I, it was I do think they true. they built it up as like a traditional thriller movie uh, climax, and it was very it was strange how little that like that tension how that tension dissolved when yeah. she went when she opened it and she started going down we were like we were cringing. Yeah, and yeah. then he appears at the top, and he's like, "Don't go down there." And we're like, "This is when things really go off the rails," yep. and then it just kind of dissipates. Which I'm not complaining about. It was just weird. I, it's it's playing. I think it's playing with like your expectations of what's going to happen as well. Well, and it's exactly what you said earlier. Where as your mind looks at something more, it becomes more clear. So his mind saw this place as scary. He didn't want to go there. He didn't want anyone to go there. And then you kind of unravel it, and you're like, oh, this is what these memories are. It's starting to put the pieces together for his maybe dementia mind, maybe whatever. It's starting to, like, connect some pieces. And then it just breaks off, and they're in the car again. Mm-hmm. Like, it comes right back to the repetition of of, of all that. I, it also I reminded feel, me... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, uh, I, I feel like also it's it's maybe something that he's... It's like this this fantasy or whatever. It's something that he's gone through before. Uh, a lot of different times and maybe it's played out a little different every time because uh, in front of the school when when she finally like goes into school and it peers down at the dumpster where he threw away the mm-hmm. the yeah. ice creams there were a, it was full and so, you know some of them were full some of them were empty some of them were half eaten so I, yeah I feel like it's you know this fantasy that he's had a lot of times before and maybe it, it you know plays out a little different every time yeah good I I did not yeah. notice the the difference in yep. them that's that's interesting. That's cool. Speaking of clues in the basement, uh, and you know elsewhere, that one thing I still have no idea is also the phone call, the phone yeah. call, the message that was coming through. I have no idea what that is. You hear that voice earlier in the movie too, when they look at the billboard for the ice cream place the first time. That same voice comes over. I don't really? know. I think I wrote down what they said. Um, I take notes when I watch movies. It looks like I'm on my phone the whole time, but I take like, this is all the notes I took during that movie. It's just insane. for those listening, Ben's probably insane. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, the poem, we, we just got the part of the poem that she look. says when she stares at the camera is everything you see now, all of it, bone end. And she looks straight at the camera. So it's like oh, yeah. maybe her foretelling his death. 
Um, okay, it says, come join me, heard through a billboard. I don't know what the phone call said. I didn't take notes on that. Uh, but this, I it's, wrote earlier, was, or later, same voice on the voicemail from the billboard. I remember the, the phone call vaguely. They were saying there's one important question. Uh, the question is, is something. Uh, to look the question up. is like, what is all of this? Oh, like the meaning of life? Maybe. As he's dying? I'm, I'm looking. I'm feeling dead air by mumbling to myself. As I type, <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things, phone call, transcripts. Just look up the script. I'm sure it's in there. Oh, yeah. Let me just browse through the script. We're not all looking at a solid block of uh, notes about the movie. <laughs> I didn't have that, unfortunately. It's like the only thing I didn't keep track of. Wow. So what was said. I couldn't hear half of it, I think, was the issue. I thought the acting in this movie was amazing. Like, Tony Collette killed it. Jesse Plemons was awesome. Jesse Buckley played Lucy, Lucia, whatever. Um, David Thewlis, I love him in everything I've seen. He was in Harry Potter. He's in um, Fargo season three, I think. Really good. Um, Oliver Platt is the voice. If you see him, you know exactly who he is. He's the voiceover guy. Um, but it's just... I think this is a movie that you need to look up a few times when you're done. And like we said, not in like a condescending way or like a you feel bad about not knowing it or anything like that. You're just more interested in what it's about. And I think that's why this discussion has been like okay. more fruitful than other ones. You know? I, I, I found what I was looking for because um, I, I know at some point uh, when I was looking up the movie afterwards, I found a really good explanation for the phone calls and I found it again here. Okay. Um, first of all, in the book, uh, it's, they said it's a little more clear because in the book, the phone calls are coming from the woman's own number. And, and they make it a point to mention that. So well, it's like she's, on the caller ID, you see Lucia or Lucy, whatever name she was referenced last. Yeah. yeah. Is what you but see on the But that's distracting. You're, you're, you're thrown a little bit by that because that's, that's also interesting. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, them and being then, on the phone at, for, at one point, we're like, who, who are these different women? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were more distracted by that. We didn't realize it was her number. Anyway, so, Jake. So then, uh, so then the voicemail, uh, the, you know, whenever she checks it, the voicemail is always the same. And it's that voice that says, there's only one question to resolve. I'm scared. I feel a little crazy. I'm not lucid. So, oh. so then the calls are like the last bits of him, of, of like his actual self, like non-dementia self. And he's trying to break through this fantasy. And, mm. and so, and so that's what the call is and you know. And he yeah. realizes that he's going crazy, and so he's like trying to break it. But you know, so it's the janitor's again. voice that we're hearing. Yep. Yeah. So it's the janitor, and then because she's just a From figment afar. of his imagination. Yeah. It's 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 him calling himself, who's actually wow. the woman. Again, with my my enjoyment of this movie growing, the more I think about it, because yeah. uh, when you hear the phone call, it's the any music I think playing stops. And it's very, it's, it's just straight voice. Uh, I, I think that might be an allusion to it being real. Wow. Uh, yeah. It breaks through the whole, the, it breaks the whole fantasy. system. Yeah. 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 yeah and then at, at first when things are still more normal, you know, when you actually believe like, oh, this is, you know, this is what's happening. 
uh, it's just completely ignored every time there's a call. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then the weirder things get, <laughs> then the more likely she, you know, and then as soon as she starts like taking the call and listening and seeing what it was. It's like his memories are trying to get him to pull out of this one last yeah. time. Like, yep. No, no, no. Listen to the voicemail. Do it. You need to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a part of him kind of woke up in that moment. And that's when they're all the most like lucid, I think, when they're having that conversation. Other than the trivia conversation, like how they met, that was the other like very lucid conversation I think they had. But it weirdly yeah, because Tony I, Collette's reactions were weird. So th- there was another uh, theory that I saw where she actually was a woman that he met a long time ago that uh like and he didn't ask for her number because when she's when she's telling the story of oh and he was a creep and blah 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 so so the theory is that he's imagining what his life would have been like had he uh asked for her number huh yeah i i I took that from from watching the movie actually that she the 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 physical appearance of the protagonist we saw is that woman that he saw in that bar that he made up that story about and her rant at the end about how why would she remember him like he was nothing to her is mm. his realization of what she probably actually thought yeah. I, I i took that when, when when you saw it and yeah it's like he's, he's composing around of all these different women but the the physical appearance was that woman in the bar the one that got away uh, yeah in, in a way exactly yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the more we talk about this movie, the more I like it. And I'm probably going to watch it again sometime. I, yeah, I actually agree. Soon. This is like, you know, because I watched the movie, I enjoyed it, I read about it, and now I... That's what reading more about this movie did, was it made me want to go back and watch it again, now knowing... And I'm still going to miss a lot of things, that's what's crazy. Is yep. I know I'm going to pick up on a lot more things, but I also know I'm not going to catch everything. Would you read the book? I, I don't... Um, I, I plan to. Yeah. I think I would, but I don't know that I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it seems like a nice idea too. That's fair. Yeah. I I also think you mentioned not picking everything up. I I think there are things in this movie that are not don't actually have full explanations, mm. and I'm not a huge film critic like name dropping. Like I couldn't name drop Coffin uh, before this, but reading that interview, I get the impression that that was his intention. It was sure. a, a direct interview with him that he had no intention of explaining everything, and that some things were just what felt right to him. Uh, comes to mind, like at the when they're at the ice cream place, mm-hmm. and they say they reference something about like it's smelling like paint thinner, or there being a paint yeah. thinner smell in the back, and yep. we were like, at that point, there was still a chance that this was kind of real. And we were like, did they do something to their shakes? Did they like poison them? But I don't think there's an explanation for that that fits in even with what seems to be the correct theory. No, there's, he's there's in a janitor's closet. He's he's in his truck, freezing to death, and there's paint thinner in the back of his truck. Or he's in the janitor's closet. Ah, oh, damn it! All right, you win. <laughs> yeah. Put that together. We'll get there. We'll watch it another time, then we'll figure it out. All right. So, yeah. long story short, we think you would enjoy this movie if you enjoy. A movie that doesn't tell you what it's about and a movie that doesn't explain everything to you. And hopefully you are not hearing this as a pitch to watch it. Hopefully you've already seen it by the time you get to this part of the podcast. But if you haven't, you might still enjoy it after hearing all this. Yeah, this is this is a movie where I would actually very strongly recommend to watch it before you listen to this. 
Um, I think, yeah. I, you know, I think this is probably a great discussion to hear after the movie. Um, but may, maybe a little disclaimer uh, before we begin the actual movie discussion. That yeah, Ben, do the right thing and cut it's in. Actually, an actual highly warning. recommended. I will do that, and I'll put it in the description very plainly, so I don't get a text message from one of our friends who says, uh, "You spoiled that movie for me." Like, well, and I was totally gonna watch it, and I was looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer like twice. All right, it was in my queue on Netflix. <laughs> I was gonna get around to it. Speaking of movies, <laughs> we're gonna get around to uh, our future cast this week. <laughs> Is the inevitable Trump movie, um, which doesn't star Johnny Depp, thank God. Uh, oh man, but, that's who I cast. But we can gen- slot in <laughs> Bruce Willis. We can do whatever we want. We're gender swapping all of our picks. So if it's a male, we're picking a female lead to play that. Um, we're going to go like, I don't know, whatever order you guys want to go, just throw a name out and we'll start giving our picks for that. I know we all pick some different people like... I probably added some people you didn't or whatever. So let's just go around. You really caught me off guard when I loaded up the stock, but I did manage to fill out most of it. That's good. I didn't expect anyone to fill out all of it except me. I also put Trump on there twice on the dock. I think it was just an aneurysm I was having. I picked two different people, and one of them is Johnny Depp. (laughs) 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 All right. So I want to throw this one out here because I want to get it over with. Uh I put in... Kate McKinnon as Eric. Oh, as Eric. Okay. Because, for, first of all, I felt like she should have a place in just about everything. I think she's incredibly talented. You didn't pick uh, her as Rudy Giuliani, who she plays on SNL all the time. Correct. Um, okay. And that's Full because I, I have a different pick for Rudy. Okay. All right. Is it Melissa McCarthy? It is. <laughs> They're all Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I, I think yeah, it's coming to America, as, as but Trump and her. Melissa McCarthy. As as much as I hate her, I'm like you know I I think it'd be funny to watch because I'm thinking okay all this physical gag humor. Yeah, I I I, I think that'd be funny with Rudy. If anyone's hair dye is gonna melt on their face, Melissa McCarthy yeah. would pull that off yeah. the best. You're right. Okay, so you picked. We'll do both then. You picked. Yep. Kate McKinnon as Eric. Eric. Let's and, finish out Eric. Okay, Eric. Eric Trump. So Eric Trump to me is this vapid, empty, dumb son of a bitch. And I thought, who do I look at? And I think, you don't really know. You're not really caring about what's going on. You're not paying attention. Kristen Stewart. Melania. Is who I picked. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I have Kristen Stewart as Eric. All right. So we have Kristen Stewart, we have Kate McKinnon, and Nate's pick. Kristen Stewart is another tough one because I feel the same. That, That was the joke. And I agreed when I saw clips of her in Twilight, but I actually like her more now. She's a really good See, actress. Here's the really thing. Yeah, That's why I think I, she could pull this off really well. She's just pulling yeah, it I, off. I, I, think yeah. she's, I think she's incredibly good, but she could, you know, I, I think her role in Twilight for a lot of it was to be empty and vapid. <laughs> like, the like, one that's kind of in the background just thinking and looking like they're thinking, but they don't really know how to look while they're thinking. Yeah. That's what I imagine Eric Trump is. She, yeah, the the ten thousand yard stare. <laughs> but they don't know what a yard is, so they're not sure how far <laughs> it should look. <laughs> he thinks it means like backyard, so it's yeah. even further for him. But it's his backyards, yeah. So it's like twelve <laughs> miles. I, I I wanted to push for starting on this one because I I don't have an answer. I wrote that I I feel mean suggesting anyone to play Eric Trump. <laughs> I spent five minutes just staring at his stupid face and. Yeah. 
the first picture that comes up when you search on Google is not flattering. Uh, and I think it's flattering? meant to be flattering. But I, I, you can paint up a lot of turds, but sure. the first picture of him, he's just like teeth, teeth born, teeth, his bearing his teeth. I was just like, I can't, I can't in good conscience assign anyone to play Eric. Beavis. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Whoever plays the live action Beavis would also be good for, for Eric Trump. So, so yeah, I'm taking a hard pass on this one. So between Kristen Stewart and uh, Kate McKinnon, who are we picking? I, li- I like Kristen Stewart. I think she's actually a good fit. Whereas, see, but my issue with uh, with Kate McKinnon is I wanted to put her in somewhere. Yeah. But I had already filled in a couple of the other roles. So You can say um, her again later. No one will say anything. Right? I will. <laughs> I, I, for the Whatever record, out also... I filled out everyone but Eric Trump, and oh. I'm a conscientious objector. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. We'll get to Rudy, but I, I cast someone other than Rudy, not because I think anyone could be better than Kate McKinnon, but, but I thought we agreed that was the challenge. Oh, uh, no, I just I slid right into that. All right, well, <laughs> okay, let's go, Ru- let's go Rudy then. We'll just go right. Rudy. I have Kate McKinnon because yeah. reasons. Because reasons. Everyone knows. Yeah. I have I have Amy Poehler. Uh, oh. I, like, I like the energy. I think she could do it. Uh, yeah. I like having her in the cast as well uh, because of her documented love of Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched Parks and Rec, the real life Amy Poehler and her character love Joe Biden. So I wanted her to be in the movie. I'm super pissed I didn't cast her or Tina Fey in this whole thing. I, You know, you made a mistake. W- when I, I started this, I really thought about doing an all SNL yeah. version because I think it would actually be easy to fill out and i think you could you know fill out a pretty quality cast we'll do a we'll do another past cast in the future i have one in mind for an all snl one it won't be the next one the next one's fucked up but i'm always actively struggling to not do snl i know we all just need to get that doesn't yeah Yeah. for comedic movies that doesn't match if it's a serious movie it's it's marvel and game of thrones if it's a comedic (laughs) movie it's snl (laughs) the depth of my culture does not extend pretty, that deep. Pretty knee high. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty can't drown in that. Uh, Jake, you had Melissa McCarthy for real. I did. Ooh, so we have Kate McKinnon, Melissa McCarthy, and who'd you pick, Nate? Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. God damn, those are all good. Yeah, who's gonna? I think Amy Poehler's back? good, but I still think Kate McKinnon wins. I, just I, I, I think, think we Amy were doing Poehler that. Is, I I think she's good, but she wouldn't be as good as Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Kate McKinnon just has it like the hands she does and everything. It's so yeah. funny. All right. I think Melissa McCarthy and should be somewhere else in this movie. Like looking again, she could play Trump in a minute. Um, but yeah. All right. Did anybody, did you guys cast a Pence? Yep. Uh, yes. Right. Who do you have? I have Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, damn. That's I, great. I, my initial thought was that I wanted to, uh, like I needed a lesbian. But I'm like, eh. Uh, just, a, the, just to really stick it. Yeah, yeah, really make him feel bad. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to put Kate McKinnon there, but uh, so I'm like, yeah, she's too young. Yeah. But uh, no, and it works out perfectly because she, she has uh, her own show, Veep. That's right. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Damn. And I'm like, oh, and, okay. And she is also well-documented as being really outspoken against Trump. Yes. 
Uh, I've seen her do campaign videos all throughout the last four years, just trashing on Trump. So I really like that. Yeah, Excellent. That's great. Nate, who'd you pick? I had uh, Lisa Kudrow. Uh, oh, my God. Me, if anyone does it. Yes, that's uh, so funny because as I was like cycling through people, I, I literally at one point stopped and I'm like, you know, I was going through shows and, and to think of, uh, you know, actresses or actors from that show. And I stopped on Friends and I'm like, the only one I could see in this Trump movie is Phoebe. And, but I, I already had some people filled out and I'm like, no, I don't have room for her. Uh, yeah. I just want to put out there uh, uh, to counter Ben's smirk, at least. And if you, if you haven't seen anything except for her as Phoebe for anyone, uh, she is great playing someone who's like stuck up and yeah. uh, holier than thou. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie came out last year called Good People. Uh, and she's great as a okay. terrible person, uh, who's like, who's like all putting up a front and is, uh, who is supposed to be good, but she's actually, uh, committing fraud, like siphoning money off of a school. But, uh, but do you think it really, Mike it Pence, has some parallels to the Pence, Pence bottled up yeah. repression thing. Do, do you think Pence would be sympathetic towards Smelly Cat though? I think I think that's I a think Pence would damn Smelly Cat. Uh, I went straight off looks and I picked Tilda Swinton as Mike Pence because <laughs> I thought she's just the right amount of weird looking to pull that fucking freak off. That is the best connection for the look. I yeah. I think that's the best connection for the look. But I'll I'll take Julia Louis Dreyfus. She's amazing. Yeah, it's it's unquestionable. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have Julia Louis Dreyfus as Pence. We have Kristen Stewart as Eric, and we have Kate McKinnon as Rudy. Um, what about the one good person in this movie, Doctor Fauci? Who do we have as Doctor Fauci? Fauci, I can come up with. Okay. Oh man, this was such an easy pick for me. Rachel Dratch. That's what oh I was excited God. about last time. <laughs> Just picture the voice. It's almost the same. Oh, my God. Uh, and the facial expressions. Her doing that, I'm, like, downer thing as, like, giving yeah. I don't even the Debbie, the Debbie Downer. She also does a, a New York accent. She, she does. I can literally, I can hear Fauci in some of the, some of uh, Rachel Dratch's performances. Or, or, or to see her do her, like, close-up with the bug eyes when Trump says something, like, injecting bleach. <laughs> That that would be where you put the face is when, when Trump says that. Just yeah. the wah wah. Oh my god. Well, I went the completely opposite route. I picked Meryl Streep because I was like, someone good needs to play Fauci. But I love oh, Rachel Dratch. Yeah. Give me Rachel Dratch all day. She sold me with the fucking Zoom. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, no, we need to we need to take take Clorox, put it into a syringe, put it in your body. <laughs> Uh, that may be the best uh, mouth trombone I've ever heard. Yeah, that was real life. Good. Yeah, I won't be able to do it again. It's gone. Uh, so there's our Fauci. That's uh, how inspired you were. <laughs> how about a Don Jr.? Don Jr., I put Sarah Silverman. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's so good. I hate you. Did you also put Sarah yes, Silverman? Yes, I also put Sarah Silverman. Uh, <laughs> damn. I put we need to put these in a sealed envelope, and uh, so I can prove I'm not always just copying. You have your Jake own doc. He scoops me. You have your own What's Google that? doc. You have your own. Google I do doc. have my. I have my own Google doc right in front of me. But I used to put the an- my it. answers in the shared Google doc, and I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not giving See, you guys a heads up. Yeah, like 
I, I always had to make it a point not to look at those because I'm like, I don't want to look at those and like, because that'll affect my thinking when I try mm. and come up with them. No more. I, I do want to hear your, your reasoning, Jake, because I really didn't have a lot of reasoning. It was John Jr. was the hardest one that I did for me. I was yeah. scrolling through. At that point, I was scrolling through a list of, of actresses and I just something felt right about Sarah Silverman. I feel like she could be really snarky and I don't really know much about Don Jr. I just hate him. You need him uh, to be like, I feel really, like he is snarky. You have to be able to be like really passionate about the dumbest shit. Yeah. And I think Sarah yeah. Silverman could pull that off really She's, well. Yeah. She has that like, she has that like, you know, ability to just rant about something yeah and have yeah. it be funny like it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's it can be serious and she could rant about something serious and it would be you know great and impassioned or she could rant about something stupid forever and just have it be hilarious i picked emma stone only because i imagined her standing next to Kristen stewart all the time and i thought that visual was just <laughs> fucking hilarious but i think sarah silverman next to Kristen stewart is even funnier so i like sarah silverman a lot as a choice yeah, um I'm down did you guys pick melania Oh yeah. Okay. Who'd you pick? Uh, Bo and Yang. <laughs> uh, I love that's all I need. Uh, he's a new SNL cast member, Jake. Uh, okay. I think he's, he's new amazing. This year. He is yeah, so he's great. And I don't think he has done a Melania, but he's done a lot of characters that are like Melania. Yeah. I, I can hear him doing it. Just okay. the, yeah, just the stuck up. Uh, yeah. I'm, I was pretty excited. Yeah. I had uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, fuck. I think that that is just a wild card that you could put in any cast at any time, and it's a good choice. Yeah. Okay, that's true, but he has... See, I thought about that, but he's. I feel like he's too old. Yeah. Maybe not. No, he, he, just, he just looks old with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I thought he'd be a good fit because I mean, let's he can he can transform, you know. He's one of those. Yeah, he can be whatever, and then right. he can he can nail the funny accent. What else do you need? Yeah, I'm true. also liking a lot of yours for the for the real world connections. Yeah, P- putting putting Sasha Baron Cohen is another way to make Trump really mad, and casting him as Trump's wife is funnier. So. Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty up for that. Uh, my Melania I chose is a foreigner who every time you see them, you can't really hear what they're saying and you're not really sure what they're saying and they don't talk a lot. Um, so I picked Tom Hardy. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bane and Dunkirk. It's mostly this, this. And I feel like that would be the perfect Melania is just a fucking. Just, uses, just use the Bane voice. What are we supposed to give a fuck about Christmas? I will end all of the bullying online. Yeah, just dumb shit. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. So we have Sasha Baron Cohen, Tom Hardy, and Nate, what was yours? Yours was really good. Bo and Yang. Yang. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll throw a cast a lot. I, I vote for Sasha Baron Cohen. I would too. That would be I'm, so I'm good. Po- I'm convinced. That'd be the biggest fuck you. Because there'd be a lot of like behind the scenes stuff we'd have to make up. And I feel like him being a part of that would be so much funnier. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be the king of that. So we have Sasha Baron Cohen as Melania, Kristen Stewart as Eric, Don Jr. is Sarah Silverman, Rudy is Kate McKinnon, Fauci was Julie Louis-Dreyfus? No, that's Pence. Pence. Who was Fauci? Dratch. 
Rachel Dratch, yeah. (laughs) So Ivanka and Trump left. I also added Jared Kushner because I thought that'd be funny. Just had to. Oh, yeah. Um, My Jared Kushner was Jennifer Lawrence because you look at her and you're like, is she dumb? (laughs) 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 And it'd be funny to have her be Jared Kushner. I think she'd be really Mm. good at pulling that off because she's really good. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, How about Ivanka, the one that Trump wants to fuck? What are we going to do for that? I, I came up with a blank for Ivanka because I felt like the Ivanka pick has to be really good and I couldn't yeah. come up with something. Fair. Uh, I did Russell Brand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. Oh my God. He would be. Yeah, crazy. I think that's a good fit. I, I yeah, uh, again, it, it just felt right. I mean, I love picturing Russell Brand. I, I actually I was I was trying to decide between him for Ivanka and Melania. Yeah. But then I, I, I put Bo and Yang as Melania, but I yeah, I just love the idea of him just being uh kinda like he wasn't forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Just kinda an idiot, a, a sexy idiot, uh <laughs> who Trump does want to bang. Hundred percent. Um I picked Robert Pattinson. I don't know why. Oh. Felt Felt good. I was imagining, once again, the three of them together, my picks, were Ivanka was Robert Pattinson, Emma Stone was Don Jr., and Eric was Kristen Stewart. I was imagining them all standing. I was like, that looks like a family. I like them being, I like that group being his children together. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like your Ivanka better, though. Russell Brand's funny. All right. The big one. I mean, my Trump is Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, fucking funny. I, I I actually put some thought into, you know, if I could come up with someone better than Rosie, and I couldn't come up with anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I I put Melissa McCarthy. I think it's a good choice, but yeah. all of all of my picks here are motivated by real world connections, and Rosie O'Donnell's the clear choice. I wanted to pick, so on her show, she was like obsessed with Tom Cruise, and I wanted to pick Ivanka as Tom Cruise, but I think he was too old. Because I think that just connection would be so funny, too. But, yeah. yeah. Trump, Rosie O'Donnell makes sense. So, here's our pick. Trump, Rosie O'Donnell. Ivanka was... Wait. Just as a one thing that just occurred to me. Yeah. Another potential FU pick uh, to Trump. <laughs> Cast uh, John Goodman as Melania. <laughs> with no makeup. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be so good. Uh, so, we have Rosie O'Donnell's Trump. Ivanka was Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Jared Kushner is Jennifer Lawrence. Melania was Sasha Baron Cohen. Eric was Kristen Stewart. Don Jr. was Sarah Silverman. Rudy's Kate McKinnon. Fauci was Rachel Dratch. Rachel Dratch. Yes. And Pence was Julia Louis Dreyfus. Really good. Love that. What a I want- Let's write it. Uh, write it, maybe, Photoshop together uh, a movie poster, someone do it. 100%. Please, God, send that to me or any of us. I have one person in mind who would make that, and I think they might, and send it to me. Please, Make caricatures. Actually, make a caricature of all those people of that. Oh, my God. That would be. (laughs) Oh, yep. We'll tweet it to our one follower. Love it. Um, So here's an idea for the next past cast for the next episode. Wes Anderson directs Pulp Fiction. Yep. 
So you have to cast the two robbers in the diner, the girl and the guy, Sam Jackson, John Travolta, Bruce Willis, Uma Thurman, and Ving Rhames. No casting Bruce Willis as Bruce Willis. Yeah, that's... Even though he is a Wes Anderson. He's very much... Actually, cast him as the robber guy, because it's meta, and it's very Wes Anderson choice. Um, So that'll be the next pass cast, will be Wes Anderson directing Pulp Fiction. Um, The next movie, we have a bunch of options. Uh, HBO has a movie coming out called The Little Things, with Denzel, Jared Leto, and Rami Malek. That looks Oh, yeah, detective thriller. Yeah. Yeah, that looks interesting. Um, We have Tenet still. We have Another Round, we have The Assistant, Sound of Metal, and Open to Other Suggestions. I think, uh, I don't, I think we should do a bigger, a bigger movie. Uh, We've been doing like every other, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm really enjoying that, like kind of more of a box office than a a smaller movie. Yeah. Uh, So I I vote for The Little Things or Tenet. I do really want to... I want to watch another round. I kind of want to do the assistant in a podcast yeah. uh, coming up. That looked intense. Yeah. Um, the Little Things is another 30-day release by HBO. So if we don't do it this episode, we should do it the next episode. I'm up for it. We already missed the missed the ship on Tenet, and I still yeah. kind of am holding out for theaters. Fair. Okay. So I'm down for The Little Things also. Jake, how do you feel? Yep, I think that makes sense. Th- those two are the two that I'd want to see the most. Yeah. And I and I, I agree with Tenet. Like we're a little we're a little past the mark on its release. Fair. So I think I think it's a good pick. I'll uh watch some more trailers too and get some more ideas for us on the upcoming um as I, always. I'll yeah, watch go ahead. that HBO movie and or HBO uh commercial that plays before everything yeah. I watch and write down those movies. Yeah, literally the last time it played, I'm like, I need to go back and watch that and like pause it and uh, just see, you know. First time I'm like, I want to see this. I was just commercial were longer. Uh, real time, real time editorializing here. I do think we should add something about recommendations at the end of this, oh. given that we're doing it more frequently. Let's do it. And and I'll be the first to throw mine in. Uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Uh, everyone listening to this should watch it. Ben, you'll hate it. Jake, you'll love it. Uh, it's it's uh, a musical. Uh, I'm gonna mute my mic real quick. And it's amazing. Uh, Jake, just watch it. It's it's great. The the soundtrack for that features a deep cut from Vampire Weekend that I love. Ottoman mm-hmm. is on there. You honestly, there's part of it that you would enjoy uh, in terms of yeah the the music choices. Yeah, but it but it is a musical where people sing their emotions out loud to you. So I don't I don't I don't do well with emotions. <laughs> Yeah, basically the entire show is about dealing with your emotions. Yeah, I don't do that. I think that's the movie I'm thinking of. Is Michael Sarah in it? What? Are you talking about Zoe's Extraordinary Place? It's it's a show. Oh, it's a it's show. It's a new show. Uh, it's on Peacock. You can you can Never. watch it now. Uh, Ottoman is not. It was like a season and a half. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Alright, never mind. Um, yeah. uh, my recommendation would be 30 coins on HBO. It's in Spanish. It is. Did you thriller. watch it? It's yeah. I'm, I'm caught up up to yesterday's episode. I haven't watched yet, but I'm caught up also search party on HBO. I had a couple people turn me on to that. Holy shit. That movie is, that is, show is awesome. Is so I I've, I've thought about starting 30 coins a couple times, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. 
Um, I don't think HBO's ever let me down on, I'll pull the trigger, watch an episode or two. It's always been solid. Yep. Uh, 30 Coins is like, if every episode was a different thriller movie, that's what 30 Coins Mm. is. With like horror and supernatural stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I'll recommend before I find out if it's good or not to finish, uh, The Assistant on HBO. Uh, it stars, uh, Flight Attendant, sorry, not The Assistant. Flight Attendant, yeah. That's, that's the movie. Kaylee Cuoco. Flight Attendant, yeah, Kaylee Cuoco. It's a thriller. I've, we're like four episodes in, yep. and it's really intense. With these kind of things, I feel like it's either going to end really good or I'm going to hate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not there yet, but so far, I'm loving it. Um, also on HBO, Harley Quinn animated series. Kaylee Cuoco plays Harley oh, Quinn. Okay. It is Ooh. so good. It's a TVMA animated series of Harley Quinn. So where, like, Joker drops f bombs and they murder people. It's so good. DC, All right, we're watching that tonight. DC consistently pumps out good animated series. Yeah, yeah. And it's really confusing so to good. me why they can't get live action movies with how good of a suite of writers they have. Yeah, I think they go way darker and like menacing almost in the animated part, but they make it funny like Marvel tries to with Harley. Like it's so well done. Kaylee Cuoco plays Harley Quinn. Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy. Clayface is in there. Uh, Dr. Psycho's in there. Um, Joker's in there. Alan Tudyk plays Joker. Um, Love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Batman is played by the guy from um, Drew Carey show. The, Drew like, Carey? The black-haired guy. Not Ryan Stiles, but the other one. I don't know. That guy. I don't remember. And Jason Colin Alexander Mockery. plays this guy. <laughs> yeah, Colin Mockery. <laughs> um, so yeah, just go to HBO. Black hair. Yeah, just go to HBO and watch uh, Harley All Quinn, those things. The Assistant, Thirty Coins, Flight Attendant. I'll, I'll throw in my pitch. I'm definitely late on this, but I just finished The Mandalorian. Oh. Oh yeah, I we mean, finished it last week too. Uh, so good. I think everyone knows to go watch The Mandalorian, but yeah. yes, go, if you need go watch it push. if you've been putting it off like us. Also, if you have run out of things to watch on HBO, Succession, that show is so fucking good. I love that show. Uh, Just yeah, the intro 100%. song is amazing, but the rest of the show is so good. Succession's great. Uh, we're waiting on the next season. Or it's it going to be out. at we least watch it. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah. But, it's, uh, but yeah, we, we loved it when it came out. I, so this is why I picked HBO as the best streaming service, because everyone we've talked yeah. about is on HBO. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, what's I'm up? watching. I'm watching some stuff on Netflix. I don't know if any of it's new. Uh, also on on HBO, everyone needs to watch uh, Warrior, so they'll bring it back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, get their numbers up. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to get into that one. Just play it in the background if um, you don't actually want to watch it. Yeah. On Netflix, uh, we are currently rewatching House of Cards. Well, Taylor hasn't seen it, so no. I'm watching that with her now. We I- just got. We just got into season two. It's so good, even the second time. I never watched that. I quit watching it. it. I quit watching it. I got like, yeah. I watched like three seasons of it. Yeah, same. I quit after the third season because I was waiting for the next one. So that's why we're rewatching it now. So I can churn through and see if the fifth season delivers with, with for, no Kevin Spacey. and. For Robert the Ray record, I have heard that it did not. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see for myself. Yeah. We'll let him. We'll we're also. Play. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I still don't know if I like it or not. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's another musical. Uh, cringingly painful to watch. 
it Cats? is uh no no it's the music is great that's it is a musical show where the least uncomfortable part are this are the singing parts oh boy <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. if if you watch a couple and you can't stand it, I would recommend just like going on YouTube and watching the musical numbers. Uh, so it's like what theater kids just... were actually like in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda, uh, it's, but it's it's like brutally real. Okay. Uh, with how like with actually the the people, um, in in a very heightened way, but it's like brutally uncomfortable. Do just look up uh uh. Crazy ex-girlfriend, I'm really good at yoga. Uh, just watch it for I'm me. So good at yoga. And I'm so good at yoga. And oh. then uh, text me. It's it's really worth a watch. I already right now. It. We should watch this. Well, as soon as we're done recording, I'll throw a shared screen up and watch it. Okay, I want to see your reaction. God, this sounds awful. Me too, me All right, too, me too. there's your recommendations. Uh, next week we're gonna do the little things and past cast Wes Anderson doing Pulp Fiction. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Enjoy your rum. Enjoy your cinema. Speaking of enjoying nice. the rum, we never uh, picked a drink. Oh, no. That's, that's literally the whole hook. <laughs> <laughs>